Have you ever worked with someone who drove you crazy? I know, kind of a silly question, right? I think we all have. Maybe you're one to jump right in and get to work on a new project, but they need all the details and they delay the start time. But what feels like years to you. Okay, in reality, it might just be a day or two, maybe even just hours, but it feels like forever and time is a wasting. Or maybe you're that person that needs time to process and you feel rushed into things before you are confident and ready to move forward. It's these differences that can cause angst at work, or possibly at home. But it's also these differences that when you learn to appreciate them, they can bring about beautiful synergy for the best possible outcomes. That's what we're going to dive into today. Welcome to the Navigating Your Leadership podcast, where we are changing the wave of the future. Like it or not, the world has changed. And as an exceptional leader, you have to change with it or risk being left behind. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I'm here to help you navigate this new leadership style. Inside the podcast, you'll discover what your team really wants and needs from you, how to tap into your God-given talents, how to increase your productivity with a strengths-based team, and how to realign with your North Star to truly enjoy your work and your life. This podcast will inspire and empower you today so you can elevate your influence into the future. If you're ready to step out of your comfort zone, then untie those dock lines and jump on board as we begin navigating your leadership. Welcome back to the Navigating Your Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter. And before we jump in and talk about how annoying differences can turn into big assets, yes, they can, I would love to read a review by one of our listeners. Jay Reed 8867 says, follow her lead. Sherry has a strong grasp on what it takes to lead through tumultuous, not a word I can pronounce, waters and will help you harness your own personal strengths in order to do so as well. This new podcast is the best thing you can do for yourself to set the course for a stronger future. Thank you, Jay Reed 8867 I appreciate the fabulous review. And if you send me a message on Facebook or email me at sherry at navigatingyourleadership.com, I have an extra special gift for you. Okay, last weekend, I was a featured guest for a retreat. And we had workshops for leaders and then on Saturday for their sales teams. And first of all, I was just so humble and grateful to be able to be in person for this workshop. It was so much fun. But in the leadership workshop, we were talking about each leader's strengths and what they bring and need based on each member's top five strengths. It's a favorite worksheet that I use with my coaching clients and in workshops as it brings to light two important identifiers for people based on their strengths. So the first one is what they bring. This is what each person contributes to the team, the value they add. And then it also shows number two, what they need, what they need to show up as their best selves and what gives them energy. So in this workshop, one of the directors has input as her number three and context as her number six. And just so you have a little reference, I'm going to read you the quick description of both. So input 
the brief description from Gallup says, people exceptionally talented in the input theme have a need to collect and archive. They may accumulate information, ideas, artifacts, or even relationships. And then context, people exceptionally talented in the context theme enjoy thinking about the past. They understand the present by researching its history. So as this director was looking at her bring needs theme, she had her light bulb aha moment. So let me tell you (laughs) what her bring needs were for those two strengths. So input is she brings tangible tools or information that can facilitate growth and performance, a natural curiosity and craving for more, a vast collection of all kinds of information or things. But what she needs is freedom to discover more, opportunities to be well-informed, time to read, research, and explore, space to store the resources acquired, opportunities to share information, writing conversations, and quizzes. And her context, she brings to the table an understanding of the link between the past and the future, an appreciation of predecessors and prior events, looks backwards to solve a problem, accurate memories, and the valuable memorabilia, another word I have trouble pronouncing, (laughs) relevant information for decision-making. But what her context needs is time to orient to the present, opportunities to ask questions, an understanding of the history in order to proceed, chances to explain the thinking behind my actions, relevant background information for discussions and decisions. So as you can probably tell, she is that person that we referred to in the uh, beginning of the show, the person who needs time and space to process and to think about something before she moves forward. But here's the thing you need to know. One of her offspring sales directors, who is also in the class, has Activator as her number two. And as an Activator, her The quick description for Activator, by the way, is people exceptionally talented in the Activator theme can make things happen by turning thoughts into action. They want to do things now rather than simply talk about them. And her bring is the spark to get things started, a catalytic sense of urgency, energy and instant momentum to projects and groups, endless energy to get things done, courage to take risks. What she needs is less discussion, more action, opportunities to turn ideas into action, freedom to make decisions and execute, pointers to head her in the right direction, space to learn through experience. So as you can tell, our leader number two, the activator, she's one who wants to jump in and just get it going. Activators like to figure it out along the way, whereas Someone with high context or input, they need space and time to process. So in our scenario, can you see how these two directors might clash if there wasn't a mutual respect and understanding? Now, luckily, they already like each other. So they already figured out how to work well together. But now knowing what each other needs 
brought this whole new awareness of why our first director needs space, needs time to process, can't make an immediate decision. And the other one gets maybe a little frustrated at that. (laughs) So I offered this practical solution or suggestion to them for how to work through this. First, I said, well, the input and context person needs time to process, but the activator needs to be allowed to put a deadline and start time to activate the idea. So I suggested that the activator ask the other director, how much time do you need when they are thinking about whether it's an idea they want to implement or maybe they're planning an event, whatever the situation is that they're working together on, she can ask her, how much time do you need? Is this a two hour thinking time, a 24 hours, or do you need a few days to gather information and make a decision to move forward? And then the input context director needs to give the activator the freedom to put a deadline on it based on an agreement and set a time to regroup, make sure all the questions are answered, and then the activator has permission to say, let's go, let's do this and begin the project. This will keep both of them happy, both of them moving forward with now really the best way to do it because Sometimes those activators, and I have activator in my top 10, and I know I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I jump in to things without really thinking it through. So to have that partner that is going to say, oh, let's let's pause here. Let's think this through before we move forward. One, that's probably going to save a lot of time and ultimately some wasted energy. Because if you have Activator, you know, like I do, that sometimes we jump into things and then not even halfway through, we realize like, eesh, that was a bad idea. (laughs) I should not have said yes to this or I should not have started this. So when you have that partner that slows you down a little bit, it's really a good thing. But on the flip side, somebody with high input and context or deliberative Even people that need to think things through, they can spend so much time thinking and thinking and thinking, and they never activate the ideas. They're still gathering more information. You know, they have their folder, they have their, all the research they continue to do, and they're scared to just say, go. So it's a beautiful partnership when the two learn to respect each other and work together. So can you start to see why knowing each other's top five or even your top 10 strengths is so vital for team engagement? Otherwise, especially like even the scenario we just had, it could turn into complaining or not respecting each other and being annoyed with each other. And that does not create a great working environment. And knowing each other's top five and 10 and what they bring to the table and what they need can really help provide diversity and embracing not just who we are, but how we think. It can also help with how we process information. Again, some people need a lot of time, but others can jump in. And can we meet in the middle for that? It also helps you understand what the people you work with need to feel secure in decision making. 
And how can you provide that for your team members? I also feel like when we understand and appreciate each other's differences, it gives grace and space. But then it can also allow others to come beside you and move you forward if you are somebody that gets stuck in decision making. So our input person, again, needs the activator to nudge them into action. This is also, again, great for relationships at home. If you understand how your significant other thinks, feels, and behaves and why they do it that way, because this is our DNA. We can't really change it. It's actually how we are at our best, even though sometimes it can feel like it's how they are at their worst. But if we respect that, it can become a beautiful thing. So we can help each other out to come to the best decisions. In our real life example, by forming a partnership, our input context person can gather the information needed to make wiser decisions, while the activator can make sure ideas are implemented in a timely manner. But it's also going to make her think about some things that maybe they decide after gathering the information that it's not the best idea or not the best way to do it. So it'll also help save a lot of time and possibly money by not making some mistakes of activating before you're really ready. So again, this is how our differences can be assets if we allow them to. I'm going to repeat that. So this is how, and I'll put it, this is how your differences can be assets if you allow them to. So some thoughts to leave you with. Do you know your top five and what you bring, but also what you need to show up as your best every day? Do you know the top five of your closest team members? And even if you don't have the Clifton Strengths Assessment, which I highly recommend, (laughs) so why not? Do you know what they need in order to feel energized and confident at work? It's simple. If you don't, just go ask them. Ask them, what do you need to show up as your best every day? What energizes you at work? So together, find a way to create a peaceful, harmonic way of work where everyone feels appreciated, energized, and able to bring their best every single day. Your action step for this week is to think about someone who you work with who drives you crazy and ask them, or maybe you live with them, and ask them what they need to be their best every day. Or better yet, schedule a strengths workshop with your team to really find out what everyone brings to the table and needs to show up every day excited and ready to engage at work. So our quote today or this week is from Ola Joseph. He says, diversity is not about how how we differ. Diversity is about embracing one another's uniqueness. I love that one. So next week, we will dive into how Clifton Strengths differs from other assessments out there. I get asked that all the time, actually at the workshop I just mentioned, that conversation brought up in network marketing. And these were leaders I have worked with in the past. And I know in that company, we are trained on DISC and we use DISC a lot. And that actually came up in the workshop. They were like, well, how does this differ? Do you see the comparisons or do you see um, correlations? 
So I have a couple of special guests coming on over the next couple of weeks, and we're going to dive into, because they're experts in other assessments as well as Clifton Strengths. so we're going to dive into that conversation of how do they, how does it compare? What's the differences? What's the similarities? How can they be used together? And the caution signs of all of them. So stay tuned for that, and that will kick off next Monday. And also, as promised, when I launched the podcast, that we are going to start a Zoom session monthly where you can hop on and just ask me anything you want about Clifton Strengths. We might even do some hotspot coaching. So if you're not on the mailing list yet, make sure you get on the my mailing list for the podcast. That helps you get an email weekly when the new podcast goes live. It also lets you know about upcoming events like this Zoom event or what's going on and sometimes just some extra thoughts or trainings that I have throughout the week. I promise I do not bombard you with email. You will rarely get more than one or two emails a week from me. So I won't fill up your inbox, but make sure you get on the email list. Uh, You can get on by getting your freebie that's down below the steps on how to discover your leadership style or just shoot me an email. Say, hey, Sherry, add me to the email list. All right, my friends, until next week, go out and live your best life. My hope and prayer is that today's episode left you feeling inspired and empowered with some tangible steps to implement today. But honestly, the podcast is just the beginning. Through my coaching, my clients learn how to lean into their strengths to create their unique style of leadership, along with gaining strategies to create dynamic and productive teams, teams with a mutual passion and respect for each other. Whether you just need a few small course corrections or you feel like you need an entirely new ship to lead, I do love a challenge. I'd love to invite you to send me a DM or better yet, let's hop on a call and see how we can continue this leadership journey together. The link to book a call is in the show notes. I look forward to hearing from you.